When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Steelers post-game podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Beck, joined with Jeffrey Benedict and Brian Anthony Davis. Jeffrey, first of all, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Michael. Doing having a great time. Great evening. Yeah, hey, it's an it's an emotional one to say the least, I, I would say. So, uh, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis, how are you doing tonight? How is uh how's uh, the, the game going uh, in that in the Davis household? I got to tell you this, if my ears were on the top of my head, my smile, if my ears were higher, I, th- I think I missed uh, most of that. I think you're cutting out a little bit. I, I don't know if Jeffrey saw the same thing, Oh, <laughs> but, but I got smile. And I, I was talking of- about my ears. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, if I had my ears on top of my head. Well, we're having trouble with the audio, but if my ears were on top of my head, then my smile would be wider. Uh, okay, gotcha. Loud and clear now. <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> Off Boy, top. I'm going to do no, some not, editing later. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but the best here at BTSC. But anyway, <laughs> it, it really seems like it's uh, the finale for old Ben Roethlisberger. After the game, he said pretty much it. Pretty much that, that uh, he enjoyed one last win. Uh, that was, in fact, his words. Kind of the, the first time he's kind of officially said it with uh, typically he's been da- dancing around it. Uh, not the greatest stat line for Ben Roethlisberger, but the team got the win. 
Uh, Jeffrey, I, I know this is going to be a hard one to answer, but uh, what, did, what did you think of uh, Ben's performance tonight? And uh, I guess what, uh, what what will you take from this game uh, specifically from him the most? Do you remember Super Bowl Forty? Of course. This game this game reminded me of Super Bowl Forty. It was like everyone but Ben getting the win after Ben, you know, does does all the stuff to get you there. You know, the team gets him home, and I think it's a great tribute. Uh, like I loved Najee Harris going off. I loved him kind of you know kind of carrying Ben to this to this last one against the Browns which I mean the the there's a chance we could make the playoffs but in all honesty this was our Super Bowl this was it getting Ben Roethlisberger one last home win one last win against the Browns that's the Steelers Super Bowl this year that's the best we got uh and he he carried he carried his quarterback to that and the defense stepped up and did what they did great game and I think it's a fitting tribute to Ben Roethlisberger that his team stepped up and carried him uh, in a game where he really – probably the emotions weighed heavy on him too. He was just not really on. And then the receivers were dropping passes. But, yeah, it was great to see the team carry him and lift him to a win. Okay, so this is pretty wild because you brought up Super Bowl Forty, Jeffrey. I just pulled up the stats. Big Ben tonight had 123 passing yards. You know how many passing yards he had in Super Bowl Forty? How many? 123. So that go. is uh, that is pretty crazy. Rhino Tool puts a super chat in here. Uh, he said, or he first of all, he put seven dollars in the tip jar. Thank you for that, Ryan. He says, "I'm a tough guy, but even I had tears in my eyes." Thank you, Ben. So, uh, Jeff, or excuse me, Brian, I, I posed to you kind of the same thing uh, that I asked to Jeffrey. What, what are you going to take most from this game, and uh, does it kind of encompass uh, Big Ben's career? Now, you know what? I I kind of feel like this game for Ben it. It wasn't the cherry on top because we're not in the situation where it's going to be because they still might make the playoffs. This was not the you're going to see Ben and trot out, albeit in a white uniform next week. But he's not going to be at Heinz Field. You're going to see him show up again. But there's just no more coming out of Heinz Field. And you know, the funny thing about it, they talked about this on the game. There might not be a Heinz Field next year. It might have a completely different name. It could be Jeffrey Benedict Stadium. We don't know. I, we don't money. know what it's going to be called. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've i seen, I've heard some yeah. things. But, you know, <laughs> really what I'm trying to say is it kind of just takes, it, it doesn't sum up his career. It just sums up how Ben had to fight and adapt. And they won the way that the Steelers have won. This is the best win all year as far as i mean 26 to 14 winning by 12 points is a pretty big deal for the 2021 pittsburgh steelers you know you just don't see that but i think what this win does it just shows that ben fights ben plays with emotion and these guys were there for ben and we couldn't say that all season long it didn't feel like it when they weren't helping him up after getting knocked down in a cheap way, but it seemed like that old Cinderella song. You don't know what she got till it's gone. Well, unfortunately we're going to find out, but a lot of people tonight started to realize, Oh yeah, yeah, this is going to happen. So I thought he summed up the fighting spirit that he's always had in 18 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be, 
strange. This is going to be a hard offseason, I think, and I w- really wasn't expecting that. But so before we get to that, Wilson Pava puts uh, 9.99 in the tip jar. He says, th- uh, thanks, Ben's chance did it for him. Sad to see him walk off Heinz Field one last time. Happy to see it in a good win. First Steelers QB I saw. We'll never forget his TDs to Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl on AB versus Baltimore. I'm guessing probably uh, that uh, that Christmas Day game is the, the one that kind of pops to mind <laughs> first. But um, Absolutely. Yeah. So many memories. I know. I know. We'll really get into that uh, as uh, these weeks go on. But we're breaking down tonight's game, um, and uh, really, Ben Roethlisberger. We're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about him a lot, but he was far from like the the top uh, performer in this game. Jeffrey, if you had to give out an offensive game ball, does it clearly go to Najee Harris? Could it go to the O line as a whole because they probably played their best game of the year and uh, in some weird combinations of the group? Uh, who'd your offensive game ball go to? Mine is going to someone I kind of I, I I threw under the bus horribly in 2020. Uh, it's going be. to JC Hassenauer coming in at center and playing a doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I've said it all year this year he's been great when he has come in. Uh, he 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 to me lowers the Steelers' need to draft a center. Like the need to address that position is what if Kendrick Green doesn't have a great off season. Like what if he doesn't make a huge leap into his second year and you sit there and say, well, maybe he's not the center of the future. Well, you have JC Hassenauer. JC Hassenauer could be your center for a year, maybe two uh, before you really need to address that. So to me, he, he was a big part of this offense, had a great game. Najee Harris running all over the place. JC Hassenauer at center. It, it worked. It was, he, he had a phenomenal game and that's, that's my game ball. He really did a good job coming in there. And in the second half, at one point, they had uh, Joe Hegg and uh, Leglu in there. Like he was, they that interior line did a great job. And I'm, I'm going to give the game ball to J.C. Hassenhauer for being the center of that. Hey, it was a very impressive performance from uh, Hassenhauer. Um, Brian, I'll ask you also uh, who your game ball goes to. And on top of that, uh, were you impressed with the offensive line's performance? Absolutely impressed. And it, you know, I almost felt bad at a point that I'm like, wow, is Kendrick Green, is Kenny Green getting Wally pipped here? But no, he's going to have an opportunity to fight back, and he's going to have an opportunity to have a season where he could have easily redshirted. A lot of rookies redshirt. He didn't have an opportunity to redshirt. He got thrown into the mix, and he got a, he had a lot of growing pains that he experienced. But when you watch that game tonight, you really saw – not only Hassenauer, hats off. Hats off to Hassenauer. I have no problem saying that. I agree with you, Jeffrey, on that. I thought Dan Moore had a tremendous game, too. Not going to give him my game ball. I've got to give it to Najee Harris. Because the one thing that Najee Harris did tonight that was not because of the offensive line was the, the yards after contact. I thought he was tremendous after he got hit. Man, he looked like a battering ram out there. The future looks bright. 2022 is a big winner tonight. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. The Steelers could go on a run and win this whole thing. All right? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Be <laughs> I'm just saying that's something that, I mean, that's something that could happen if all the planets align. But 2022 was a big winner tonight, too, because of some of the things that you saw out there, because of the, the way that, People on defense perform. When we talk about the defense, there's a guy 
that uh, you know we're going to be talking about big time. And I'm not talking about TJ Watt. I'm talking about a defensive back that we're going to be talking about that oh, yeah. everybody hated, called the worst trade ever. And I, I know I'm teasing it. You know who I'm talking about. But there's things that I'm looking forward to next year already just because of this. Yeah, hey, this is if the Steelers win both these games, obviously they won one of them. If they go into Baltimore next week and win, and the Jacksonville Jaguars don't take care of business, they still make the playoffs. This is a solid building block, really, moving into next year, moving in the offseason. The Steelers can, like, obviously, Mike Tomlin, once again, his 15th consecutive winning season or a non losing season, if, uh, if you don't like the 500s, uh, gets the eighth win of the year with the tie. Um, it will help in free agency. It'll keep the Steelers a destination. Um, before I keep going here, Dion uh, Johnson puts $5 in the tip jar. doesn't ask a question. Um, if you want to add something, Dion, just throw it in the chat and I'll try to get it up. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's just been one of those, one of those things. The Steelers continue to win. Is this the momentum from this, uh, from these games, even if they don't make the playoffs, do you think it would help, uh, moving in the off season, Jeffrey? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, especially, again, with the young offensive line, I, this is something they need to put together uh, when they go and look for a new quarterback, knowing, hey, some of these guys, they're starting to maybe you know come together. We're seeing some stuff from Dan Moore Jr. that, that maybe says, OK, he's not the best this year, but give him a good offseason. Uh, you know, a year or two from now, he could be really good. Uh, but I think next year he could be solid. Like I, that's something to grow on. Friar Muth and Gentry at tight end. There's a lot of young guys out there. Uh, there's it's stuff to build on, and like, look, Trey Norwood, Trey Norwood rookie, closed the game out. Great job. Like that's that's just stuff that builds into next season and, and makes it easier to have them buy into the system when they start to see this kind of success. When they say, "Hey, you know, when we when we put it together, this is what we're capable of," and that's what you want. You want a couple of those games. So that these guys go in the offseason and say, hey, let's do that more. Let's get this, you know, I'm going to put in a little extra work to to try and feel that way some more. Get those kind of wins. So I, I think it's huge. Yeah, it really is to me as well. Um, this is something that's going to help uh, guys want to stay in Pittsburgh. And just one of those things to really build on it. One of the things uh, Brian Anthony Davis teased a little bit earlier, and our own Matty Peverell, I guess, really wants us to get in this conversation already. He puts two ninety nine <laughs> Australian, uh, so whatever whatever that costs in uh, USD, whatever it costs in Canadian dollars, because we just all have bizarro money. Uh, Matty and myself, despite being on the opposite side of the planet, he says Witherspoon is now with a twenty twenty two job. Go son, uh, Brian. I'll pose this to you first because because you, you did bring it up, and uh, I think it probably it's a decent time to mention it. What a turnaround. He gets an interception again. Uh, he was swatting passes. He was all over the field. What happened here? I really thought the Steelers whiffed on this trade, and all of a sudden he's playing some unbelievable football. Uh, what are your opinions on Akilah Witherspoon and what he was able to do against the Cleveland Browns today? Okay, I'm going to bring up some strange names that you're going to be like, what in the world is he talking about when I say this? But I'm going to bring up a name like Vance McDonald, and I'm going to bring up Ryan Switzer. And the reason I'm bringing up these names is these guys were, they weren't a, a name like Joe Hayden when they came in, but they came in, they both came in a week before camp start, uh, camp ended or the week before the regular season. They came in very late and it took the, both of those guys a long time to adjust. 
And this is something that happens with the Steelers. Vance McDonald really didn't start showing up until the very end of the 2017 season. And if you remember that playoff game against Jacksonville, that's when he really went off. It took a long time for him to get a connection with Ben Roethlisberger. There's another guy that I could bring up that we didn't see a lot of, and it's Carl Joseph because he came in very, very late. Yep. The guy, the, the the problem that you have is when you come in that late, you don't have camp. You don't have Steelers camp. You don't have time to learn the system. They threw this guy out there against against the uh, the Raiders, and Henry Ruggs burned him, and it kind of. Uh, it left a horrible taste in everybody's mouth. And it's like that the first time I ate sushi, I was like, I, I can't get this out of my mouth for months. And that's kind of what happened with the Steelers and Akella Witherspoon. So, right. And we're very reactive too. all of us are very reactive. He's a bust worst trade ever. And now he's not getting on the field, but we don't know what's going on in practice. We don't know what's going on in the bubble. But when it starts to happen, when when he gets out there and gets a pretty good time, this guy's the leader on the team in interceptions. You know, and he had hardly had he hardly had the uh, snaps on defense that everybody else had. So he has yeah. really come around. So if you're looking at twenty twenty two and getting excited and saying, "Hey, why did I rip on on uh, Mister Kevin Colbert for this one?" Because apparently he knew enough to make this trade. He knows more than we do. I mean, we th we think that we're uh, we're all GMs here, but no, this this guy knew what he was doing when he brought the guy in. You just sometimes you just don't make magic the minute you step on the stage. Now he's a steal. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving into our next super chat here, just uh, answering a question from uh, Brighton Barnes, who puts five dollars in the tip jar. Do you know if the if if the Colts rather will play their starters next week? The answer to that is of course. The Colts lose and the Steelers win. The Colts are out, so the Colts have to win that game. Um, so they will be playing their starters. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Jeffrey, there was a second player um, to kind of uh, transition here after talking about a killer Witherspoon, Montrevious Adams. He's played really good when he's been available for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jeffrey, can you kind of uh, break him down? And do you think he's going to kind of be a piece on this defensive line moving forward? Absolutely. Uh, I think he is. I think he's the guy. He is a lot like uh, what, what we expected with a Carlos Davis. He's an athlete uh, more than he is a power guy. He, But he actually holds the point. He can hold the point as a, as a nose tackle. Uh, we saw him run out in coverage, like cover a uh, running back at, at one point there to Dearness Johnson. Like he can move. He's got some speed. He does solid in the middle. I don't think he is your like uh, your Tyson Alualu level player. Like he's not that guy, uh, but he's a very solid piece. I would not be surprised if if the Steelers, you know, don't see him as the starter heading into next season. Uh, but he's a great person to have on the line. Uh, great depth. Like he would, he would immediately be one of our top depth guys. And I think that's a great spot for him. Absolutely. Now here's another super chat from thanks mean Joe. He puts $5 in the tip jar says Ben's record is 26, three and one versus the Cleveland Browns and 67 and 22 versus the AFC North 
as a whole. Uh, I think there was a couple ties in there, uh, but uh, at a 75.3 winning percentage, let that soak in. And that is a pretty crazy stat. And kind of getting back into Ben Roethlisberger and the Browns here. And Jeffrey, I'll throw this to you first, because I know we've talked about this a ton. Big Ben hates the Cleveland Browns. They snubbed him in 2004. Do you think this this win was that much sweeter because it was the Browns? Like, just really, how much he hates his team. I feel like it was a little bit sweeter for Ben. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Also, he just swept the Browns this year. After they knocked, after they beat him in the playoffs, they finally beat him at home in three in in Heinz Field. Their first win against Ben Roethlisberger in Heinz Field in that playoff game in an awful fashion. Such a terrible game. And and a lot of it was on Ben. Like he had a really awful first half where everything that could have gone wrong kind of did for him. And he comes back this year, sweeps the Browns, uh, kind of writing, writing the ship there, fixing the fixing the problem uh in, in his retirement story. Like you can't I, I said last year. I thought he was going to come back because he wasn't going to let his career end like that with an embarrassing loss to the Browns. He didn't. He came back. And for all the hype the Browns had, the Steelers beat him twice and knocked him out of the playoffs, ruined their season. The Steelers ruined the Browns season in the year that the Browns were supposed to be great and the Steelers were supposed to be terrible and were finishing the year better than them. So with the Browns' loss as well, they've officially clinched last place in the AFC North. Um, nature is healing, really. Um, to me, th- that just means this whole like, uh, the whole sicknesses that, that are going on, we're not really going to get into it. That must be coming to an end soon because the Browns are in last place in the AFC North. Things are going to get normal. It has to. That's just the way nature works. But uh, Occam's Ox puts 999 in the tip jar, says Ben like Crosby. Has brought glory to Pittsburgh. I never liked Ben the man, but I've spent almost half my life watching him get out dirty wins and uh, in ugly games. He's a warrior, and I will always respect that. Now, Brian Anthony Davis, uh, of course, Jeffrey talked about beating the Browns and how important that was for the uh, for the veteran passer in Ben Roethlisberger. Um, what will you kind of remember about uh, Big Ben? Of course, he has another game against the Ravens, uh, AFC North opponent. Uh, just Ben owning this division, really, over the, his 18 years in the NFL. Ben took the priority to know where his bread is buttered and he loves beating these teams because, you know, they, uh, they take pride in knocking him down. What happened when miles Garrett was drafted? What was his quote? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to knock Ben Roethlisberger out of a game or something like that. it was something to that point. I love the respect that they showed each other. They've shown each other a lot of respect over the years. Um, I was very, I was very glad to see Miles Garrett not get a sack tonight, but I was very glad to see the respect that they showed each other at midfield and uh, Garrett did not assault anybody. So uh, that's icing on the cake, but all I, Oh, you know, I hate the Browns. I, I hate Baker Mayfield and the way Baker Mayfield acted last year and even acted in that October 31st game like going out of bounds. And it just seems like, I feel like he's classless. Now I got to be careful because he's probably going to be the Steelers 23, uh, 2023 starter, but and (laughs) that gets Jeffrey upset. I get those looks every time, but I'm telling you, I'm writing it, write it down now. That's probably going to happen. I could just see that weirdness happening, but Ben wants to beat this team a lot because of what Jeffrey said, but 
it's going into Ohio and dominating in Ohio is, is something that he loves to do as well because, yeah, he got passed up. He got passed up by the Cleveland Browns who they, they took a guy that's uh man, he's, he's going to be in prison a long time too. Uh, Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. Yeah. They, they took the tight end over this guy and it, it was really, uh, well, I, I, boy, everyone's taking it. They don't think my Baker Mayfield comments funny, but you never know. He's going to be a free agent after next season. But (laughs) (laughs) that's not funny. That's not funny. (laughs) Well, maybe they'll make a move before then. Maybe when Derek Carr comes in here next year, then that'll be better for everybody. But all I'm saying is, yeah, Ben wants to beat these guys. Ben, yeah, I could still see him because I took off work in 2004 for this draft. I was all into this draft. I knew everything about everybody. I knew I knew the practice habits of Robert Gallery, who went second to the Raiders that year out of Iowa. I mean, this draft, this was my draft. And you knew you wanted a quarterback. And everybody, everybody was reserved to the fact that a kid out of NC State, Bill Cowher's alma mater, was going to be the Steelers quarterback, hopefully for the next 10 years, because you had no chance at getting Ben Roethlisberger. Then Eli Manning, whose birthday is today, Eli Manning and his dad are getting picked on on the bus by Ben Roethlisberger, and and I can't remember who the other player is. They're getting if you ever see that they're getting picked on on the bus. Oh, what you don't want to play here? You don't want to play here? But because of that little uh, prima donna whininess and saying, "Hey, we're not going to San Diego," guess what happens? San Diego had a bad taste in their mouth from the Ryan Leaf experiment that went wrong. And Ben Roethlisberger kind of looked like Ryan Leaf back then coming out of college. Maybe uh, just not a guy that, that a bigger guy, yep, out of Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks. And uh, so he, he was that guy that you just, you just really didn't think he was going to have the staying power of a Manning. So the what happened, they orchestrate this trade, and they're saying, yeah, if you're going to make the trade, you got to go ahead and pick Phillip Rivers for us, is what San Diego said. Because people don't understand, the number one pick in the draft that year was Eli Manning, but by the San Diego Chargers. Then they made the deal. Then you're watching Ben in the green room getting passed over. I mean, his agent's throwing stuff. He threw a straw. I mean, they're they're upset. And the whole time I'm just watching, I'm going like this, I'm going like this, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And they made the call and I'm like, that's, but this is going to be special. And that man's pain for about an hour of not getting picked became glory for him because you heard everybody talk about it today, how much of a stealer this guy is. Yeah. He was kind of meant for the Steelers. He also has the, uh, the drama that I love of Ben. Did you notice what he did after the game goes into the tunnel? comes back out and what did he do he went and sat on the famous bench that he sat with pouncey last year so that whole year came full circle for ben i'm talking a lot right now because i'm so jazzed about the whole ben roethlisberger experience we were blessed to have this man for 18 years 
Yeah. And I'm what an ugly crier. It was. So, so you don't want to see me cry <laughs> because I'm an ugly crier. Uh, well, thankfully, is one game left and maybe some playoff action. We don't know. We need to be some pretty big Jacksonville Jaguars fans next weekend as well. Ugh. But uh, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Um, let's get through some uh, super chats here really quick. Steel Dog 88 puts $2 in the tip jar. Says Louder Milk will be the new Cam Hayward of the future. That would be nice. Um, before we get to the next one, uh, Dion Johnson puts another dollar in the tip jar without a comment. Thanks again, Dion. Um, and then uh, here we go from Tyler W. Watt is breaking that record. He just wanted to give Ben his moment. Of course, TJ Watt had four <laughs> sacks in this game. Uh, Brian, I know you have the stats loaded up here, not to throw you on the, stop, uh, the spot, but can you give us a TJ Watt's official uh, stat line in this one? Because he was unbelievable. I actually, man, I lost him and it's really hard to find, but I know he had those two pass blocks. Yeah. He had the four sacks and what, what could have been, what could have been two more. It seems like Highsmith took a sack away from him. Did you notice Highsmith Darn got it. his sack? Cause he was coming in and I don't blame mm -hmm. him. Highsmith needs his sacks. And then the other thing he was on the sideline with Tuska. Tuska Tuesday, Jeffrey's boy went in. Yep. That would have that would have been the sack too. But no, he had he just had an amazing night, and it it just shows it, it's almost it almost felt like Ben was handing off the baton to TJ Watt tonight. In in a way, it's not a uh, uh, handing it to another quarterback. But man, he has seventy one sacks now, and everybody's all jazzed about the record possibly next week. 22 and a half. Guess what? Guess what could happen next year? He gets 10 sacks. He gets nine and a half. He ties Debo all time with about a hundred less games. And, and I mean, he could be the all time Steelers sack leader next year. I mean, so I, I've never seen anything like this with a record like this. So, I mean, next week is the whole nation's going to be watching even more to see if he beats Michael Strahan. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to go down like uh, Brett Favre did for him. He might not play, though. It, it would be absolutely amazing. I don't he think Huntley's play. going down either easily. <laughs> hey, Huntley. Oh, man. Huntley. The Steelers might need to target uh, Huntley. I don't know if the Ravens would want to trade him in the division, but that kid looks pretty good, which is a little frightening. Uh, but anyway, uh, continuing uh, the theme of this, the sack record, Jeffrey, uh, one and a half to officially own it himself. Uh, TJ Watt seems to get most of his sacks against AFC North opponents too. I think he had like two or three against the Ravens earlier this year. Jeffrey Benedict, does TJ Watt break this record, Michael Strahan's record, and really he's only played 12 full games this year. So it, it's ridiculous if he does it uh, as is, even with the extra game. He didn't need it. Um, do you think it's possible he breaks this record, Jeffrey Benedict? I think it is. I think it's. I think he gets that. The Steelers, uh, if you remember a couple years back when the Steelers were were closing in on their the Steelers sack record in the last two games, they really sold out to get that sack record. Uh, I I think they will do something similar for T.J. Watt, where they, where Keith Butler will be drawing up some plays specifically to get T.J. Watt a shot at that record. Obviously, they're going to be going for the win, uh, but I think you're going to see some pressure packages angled towards TJ to try and get him that that record. Um, but, you know, with all this talk of TJ Watt, and obviously had a great game with his four sacks, I just want to say uh, we, we haven't seen Miles Garrett's PFF score yet, but I heard 
I heard it's fantastic. I heard his PFF score is just unbelievable. Uh, and and you know you may want to you may want to hold off on who had the better game until you find out about his PFF score. <laughs> Sarcasm um, font. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, um, Speaking of TJ Watt as well, um, I feel like he uh, he cemented his first ever Defensive Player of the Year award. I mean, 20 and a half sacks are ridiculous. 12th player in NFL history to do that. Uh, Trayvon Diggs was torched for a couple touchdowns. Uh, uh, Parsons wasn't uh, as great as he has been. Miles Garrett did nothing today. Um, I, I, that's, that's a walk-off now. TJ Watts uh, definitely put his claim in for that. Um, but uh, another uh, Steeler, not a player, um, Matty Peverell brings up, uh, did something himself as well. Uh, Matty, of course, from BTSE, uh, puts 799 Australian in the tip jar. He says, with the win, Mike Tomlin's over 500, or at 500 at least, uh, yet again. So all those Tomlin haters can go home with a fat L. Be sure, uh, he sure needs at least a new DC, but he continues to win. Ignoring the last part, because that's more of an offseason topic anyway. Um, Brian Anthony Davis, uh, what do you what do you think about uh, Mike Tomlin's, what, 15th consecutive winning season? Uh, again, he's never had a losing season in his career. Well, that breaks a record that he was tied with Marty Schottenheimer coming in for 14 years to start his career. And now he's he's all alone. And, you know, you can say what you want. You can change the narrative any way you want to change it. But you can't change the fact that the man has not had a losing season here. You can I mean, now we this could be followed up with all well he wasted talent he did this he wasted all these years of that now I, you could say that and that's your right to say it all i'm saying is what i'm seeing with this guy he finds a way to win and he continues to bill cower who is right now the, the guy we want back just like chuck Knoll was the guy you wanted back in 1998 and 99 when when uh things weren't going so well and and bill was struggling when he had three losing seasons right there you know so everybody loves the last guy and we we don't know we don't understand as steeler fans we know football very well but we don't know what it's like to have a crappy coach when you only have three and 50 what's going on 53 years now you you don't know i mean gosh i I'm over 50 now, and there's only been three coaches in my lifetime. I mean, Michael, you've had two coaches in your lifetime. You know, you, you know what I mean? As a fan, but for as old as I am, I've only known three guys. You know, there's been there's been clubs that have had three coaches in one season. So I mean, we've uh we are blessed with the fact that we expect a lot out of our teams and a lot of out of our coaches. And that's a great thing to have. It's great to be spoiled. I have no problem being spoiled, but realize that a part of being spoiled is you've got something pretty good in Mike Tomlin. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say that you don't. I mean, I'm glad he's the coach of this football team and I hope he continues. 
it'll be interesting to see if that uh, if that streak continues next year. Of course, the Steelers have a ton of cash, but uh, that all-important quarterback position. Hey, it's not like Mike Tomlin hasn't had winning seasons without Ben Roethlisberger. He did it when his elbow was done with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. So, uh, to a degree, uh, still pretty impressive from old uh, Mike Tomlin. He continues to get uh, to take care of business, really. Um, Jeffrey, I, I know uh, we haven't got to you in a while, but... Um, this defense, going back to the team, too, uh, as might have had its best game of the year, really. They had nine sacks, two interceptions. I don't think they forced any fumbles, but it was a, it was a pretty impressive day on, on all fronts. Uh, what kind of stood out most to you, especially with the defense, without both its starting uh, middle linebackers in this game? Well, um, I'm, I'm actually – I, I want to say here the defense played really well. Cam Hayward was phenomenal. Uh, for even by Cam Hayward standards, TJ Watt, of course, was ridiculous. The defensive back showed up and were great. Uh, but the story of this defensive performance was Kevin Stefanski uh, just going away from Nick Chubb and leaning on Baker Mayfield as so as like the announcers in the game were like, what are you doing? Uh, my sister loves the Manning cast. And I was at her house. So we were we were watching that for a bit. And Peyton Manning was just constantly like. Where's Nick Chubb? Why is he on the sideline? Like, why would you ever put Nick ever? He's like, his entire thing was Nick Chubb should always be on the field. Uh, And I've I've said it before, Baker Mayfield, when Nick Chubb is on the field, looks like a good quarterback. When he's not, when Nick Chubb is off the field, Baker Mayfield's terrible. And they kept taking Chubb off the field and they kept throwing with Baker Mayfield. I was like, no, man, when when you're running Nick Chubb for seven yards on first down, Baker Mayfield looks like a good quarterback. Like, what are you doing? So for me, the defense, yes, they stepped up. Uh, but you saw when they when the when the Browns were running Chubb reliably, those inside linebackers, they were not a match for it. Uh in the passing game, Spillane and Marcus Allen were both getting attacked. Uh, it wasn't great, but they did enough. And and the stars, TJ, Cam Hayward, a, a lot of guys, they they really stepped up and made plays. And it was enough. But for me, kind of the story of this game was Kevin Stefanski. Just like, what are you doing, man? Like, why do you, why do people think Baker Mayfield is the guy to win games for you? That's not the case. Stop trying to make it about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Uh, both games, the Steelers played the Browns. That was the case here. I, I do want to load up a couple super chats again. Andrew Wilbar uh, puts $5 in the tip jar. Said he was one when Ben was drafted. So how to see him go. Coming from one who doesn't want in-house promo, do you think tonight's O-line play gets Morgan promoted? I'm not sure on that. Um, when it comes to the Steelers' next offensive line coach, uh, it'll be a, an interesting search in the offseason as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Steelers love to hire in-house, but uh, I guess it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, how the rest of this year goes nonetheless. Um, another one here from Wilson Pavel plus 499 tip jar says TJ getting the record uh, versus uh, Wang Harbs. We'll make it so much sweeter at this pace. 90 will join 70 and 75 uh, as retired numbers. Mike Tomlin is one of the three best he- head coaches in the NFL. Uh, Brian, you, you put up one finger. Did you have something you want to uh, include here? Yeah, I just wanted to comment that uh, Andrew Wilbar, who just made that comment, is probably, I mean, he just said he was one when Ben came in. And I think he is a fantastic mind when it comes to rookies when he comes to the draft this guy scouts over 325 350 and i steal a lot of his stuff when i'm doing the uh, know your new enemy 
um, for everybody that was drafted on every other team. But I just want to say that I talked to Andrew's uh, family and he called the Ben Roethlisberger pick and um, in his diapers, in his crib at age one, he forecasted that and knew it was going to work. Hey, good for him. You know, that's something I didn't do at that age. So uh, Andrew Wilbar, uh, he might be in line for promotion at BTSC. So, Hey, um, if you're doing that in your diapers, uh, hopefully, hopefully the other end of my life, I'm making those predictions when I'm in diapers, but uh, I, I don't know. About that. Uh, I joke because here. I, I joke because I love. Yeah, of course. Um, another super chat here from Kevin, the elder God. Uh, what a name. Uh, good for you. Uh, he puts four ninety nine in the tip jar. He says anyone showing love for JC at center and Dan Moore tonight. There are monsters in the trenches. And it, matter of fact, we did, we showed love to the whole offensive line earlier in the show but kind of going beyond the o-line someone else showed a great game who also has uh, the last name watt Derek watt he was springing some great blocks on both the Najee's long runs i do believe both those 30 plus yarders and he was a stud in special teams jeffrey um i know a lot of people have uh, kind of questioned uh, Derek watt's inclusion of being on this team he was a stud tonight uh, what were your opinions on the middle uh, watt brother you and you missed he Oh, he had that game ran the too. ball. First down. He ran the ball. He also, if you watch the slow motion of that play, he trucked a dude in the hole, got turns, just drove it to get that yard. Fantastic play for Watt. Uh, he's a fantastic special teamer. He really is. As good as we've had a lot over the years, as good as Tyler Matikevich was, Derek Watt's even better. Uh, and he's a very solid fullback in what he does. His role is a little less than it probably would have been if the Steelers hadn't drafted Pat Fryerbooth. Uh, and he just, Pat's kind of a guy you want on the field. So they tend to go, you know, Gentry and Fryermuth over, you know, another tight end, maybe an Ebron and Watt kind of combo if you would have, if it wasn't for those guys. Uh, but he's, he's fantastic. He's been a really stabilizing force. I think he's been a great addition. And, you know, TJ has kind of taken off. In the, in the short time his brother's been here, maybe his first defensive player of the year comes with his brother on the team. If it, hey, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. It works for me. Uh, what, two seasons ago, T.J. Watt came third in uh, Depoy uh, voting. His last year, second. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense if he comes first this year. Occam's Ox puts 199 tip jar, says Joe Hayden will be very sorely missed uh, next year. I, I tend to agree with that. Um I, I know he's uh, getting older, but uh, he's uh, he's done a pretty good job nonetheless. Uh, Brighton Barnes puts two dollars in the tip jar. Says, "Do we have a new punter? Great punting from him." Yeah, uh, Waitman. Uh, what a punt, especially when the Steelers were backed up on their uh, on their goal line. I know the Browns eventually got in the end zone on that in, in, ensuing drive, but uh, Brian Anthony Davis, do you think there's a punting controversy now with the Steelers after Harvin's kind of struggled this year and Waitman's kind of impressed in two games? This is difficult, and the only reason it's difficult, you want to be very careful and tread very lightly here. You don't want to Wally Pip a guy whose dad just died and who's out because of that. You don't want to take a guy's job away. But what you do want to do is you want to go ahead and make sure that Waitman is here next year and it's an even competition. And you might be surprised um, – you might be surprised what happens. We've known about Waitman for two years now. He's been around. He was a, a guy that they brought in. He was on the practice squad all of last season. Then 
he was gone. And uh, you because know, you had Jordan Berry and you drafted Presley Harvin the third. Um, Presley Harvin's a rookie too, and we just talked about it with a guy like uh, Kevin, not Kevin Knotson, excuse me, uh, Kendrick Green. And we talked about Kendrick Green. You know, there's still some time for for you to get an opportunity to move up from year one to year two, but let it be a competition. Uh, there's uh, there's strategic ways. I mean, you might not he might be taking care of business and he might not be back next week again. And that's Harvard. So this is uh you don't have to take the job away from them. You just want each of them to give an opportunity to fight next year. Um, before we kind of get into our uh, closing thoughts and whatnot, we really haven't talked too much about Najee Harris. And I'll, I'll pose a question here to Jeffrey Benedict. 188 total yards. According to next gen stats, 181 of those yards came after contact ridiculous i i do believe you went over 200 yards when you go total total yardage Najee harris was a beast today to say the least uh jeffrey uh, is this what we can expect if uh, we have a decent old line in front of Najee harris is that's the kind of back that he is that's the kind of back he is is just extra yardage man and that's that's the thing if this offensive line comes together if you go earlier in the season when kevin dotson was healthy and they were starting to kind of get in a groove and they were starting to look like they were coming together and they rattled off four yards where this four games in a row where the Steelers had over a hundred yards rushing each game. They were getting it done. And that's the point of the season where Matt Canada's offense was flourishing. Everything was working. That's, that's what this team needs. And, and Najee is the back to do it, but you need between the tackles. You need the blocks between the tackles, because if you can get Najee Harris, through, I mean, we've all seen him dodge guys in the backfield or get caught behind the back line for like by two guys, break three tackles just to gain a yard. We've seen him do that. But if you can get him past that initial first wave, he is a pain in the butt to bring down and he is going to wear down defenses, especially in the modern NFL. Jerome Battis was facing much bigger linebackers, much tougher, stouter run defenses than what there is in the NFL now where teams are built to you know defend the Kansas City Chiefs. So Najee Harris is exactly the running back you want. They just need to get the interior line going and solidified and, and, and dominating. And Najee Harris could be phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a talent uh, the Steelers in mind in him in that running back. And with the struggles the offensive line has had this year to still break Franco Harris's uh, rushing uh, record in a rookie year is very impressive. And to not fumble all year long, also extremely impressive. Now, um, we are kind of getting up to our uh, the, the back end of our show here, um, and we, we should probably go around and do our uh, kind of closing thoughts on this game. Uh, Brian Anthony Davis, I'll start with you on this one. Um, what, to, what are your general thoughts as uh, this game expires and the Steelers have one game left, potentially, in 2022? Hey, they are staying alive. They did what they did all season. I want to bring up something Jeff Hartman said way at the beginning of the year, even before the Buffalo game. It was a let's ride where he said, expect a bumpy ride in 2021. Something that we saw in 2021, and I was really surprised that one extra game could mess with a lot of teams, and it did. You saw, now that they're playing 17 games instead of 16, you saw something that each and every week in COVID has a lot to do with it. Everybody's playing their death pieces in there in a, in a role 
where they don't really want to have them in there. And the reason that is, is because of our global situation. And that's one thing. But the other thing is the fact that you're going to have more guys hurt over 17 games. And that's one of the reasons the players, players association didn't want that extra game, but that's also going to add a lot more parity and you saw it. That's why you have so many, my gosh, look at, look at the wild card teams. There's a lot of nine and nine and sixes right now, or nine and sevens. If I, if I could do my math right, nine and sevens right now in there and the Steelers with that, because of the tie with their weird record, you know, that's uh there's a lot. It's, it's very heavy with the teams trying to get in the playoff race. We basically saw most of the year out of 16 teams in the AFC, uh, 12 all having a chance to get in until this weekend. So those four were eliminated. Then you have those. So the extra game does a lot to it. But the Steelers definitely have a chance in this game. We expected this. Um, excuse me, this season still, we expected it to be bumpy. Now you got to get help. And I remember some glorious years when the Steelers needed to get help. You don't realize I was at the game January 1st, 2006, when they needed a ton of help. They needed two or three teams to go down, and it happened, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl in that 2005 season. The ni- The end of the 1989 season, was really interesting because that's a team that got in at nine and seven and almost went to the AFC championship game. And and this was a team that had to have three teams lose on Christmas Eve and it all happened. And they were all good teams that were ready to go to the playoffs. So can Jacksonville beat Indianapolis? Yeah, that's everybody thinks no, but the last, the last six times they were winless the last six times that they played Jacksonville on the road. Now, one of them was London. They said that tonight, but they're 0-5 in that mix against Jacksonville at home. And Jacksonville's only win last year was week one against the Colts at home. So it's one of those things that maybe Jacksonville could pull it off, especially after getting destroyed by the hands of the New England Patriots. New England put up 50 points. That might, they might be primed for the picking to come back and and shock with one game left. Who knows? Only thing I know is the Steelers had to take care of business tonight, and they did. Did they do it in the fashion that you wanted them to do, winning at thirty-four to ten? No, they didn't. But that's not the identity of this team. The identity of this team is to scrap and fight and play ugly and get you worried with a minute left in the game. That oh my gosh, an onside kick could go the other way, and the Steelers are going to lose this game, and I'm going to you know break another tv but no it didn't happen because this is the identity of this team and we know it and so expect next week to be a little bit of the same thing but i expect them to go into baltimore controlling their own destiny against baltimore then asking for help in jacksonville it's going to be a very interesting week in Steelers football, but uh, one of the one of the crazy thing is uh, the Steelers stretch of not being eliminated until the season is completely over lasts on. I, I honestly don't know how long the stretch has r- ran on for, but I'm pretty sure throughout Ben's entire career. Brian, do you know the stat? I, I saw you leaning in. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I, I okay. didn't. I was I, uh, <laughs> somebody was making fun of me in in the live chat about the 2004 draft. Apparently, I made stuff up, but. 
I know that draft real well. So <laughs> I'll challenge you on that. Oh, goodness. I know Brian will, of course. But uh, just continuing on with our closing thoughts here, Jeffrey, I'll, I'll give you the floor. What, what are your closing thoughts on this game and uh, moving forward, I guess? The real MVP of Ben Roethlisberger's last home game at Heinz Field where Pittsburgh Steelers fans in attendance, Heinz Field was rocking. And that renegade in the fourth quarter, where what was it, like 17 sacks occurred in that drive? I think they got Baker Mayfield twice, <laughs> the first and second down. They got a holding penalty, backed them all the way up. They were punting from the back of the end zone, and the Steelers got the ball in the short field. I It was phenomenal. I loved it. Uh, Steelers fans, great job. If you were at the game, congratulations. You were part of a fantastic night and a great crowd. And, and honestly, the Browns had no answer for Steelers fans and the energy they brought to that stadium. It fed the Steelers and you could see it the whole game as the game went on, the louder the fans got, the more the Steelers kicked the Browns butts. It was fantastic. Uh, I love seeing it after because it's been a down year for for the fans too. Like it's, it's been a rough year, and there there hasn't always been the most noise and hasn't always been the best attended. But this game, man, Steeler Nation showed up in force, and the Browns felt it. No, they absolutely did. Um, it felt good, uh, especially listening to the Cleveland Sucks chants. That was great. Uh, love that, especially after last year uh, beating the Browns twice. Um, having already beat the Ravens, hopefully they can do it again. Uh, I, I still don't know how I feel about the playoffs. It'd be great if they make it. I would hate to see them get their butts kicked by the chiefs. That would suck. Um, we saw it happen once already this year, but still building blocks for the future, winning these games are important and the Steelers are going to have a brighter future because they are winning these games. Playoffs might just be a, an extra cherry, uh, shrink the off season a little bit and, like Brian said early in the show, maybe the planets align and uh, things uh, things go great for this team, and hopefully they do. As as a fan, that's really all you can hope for, uh, another Lombardi, and they have a chance to make the playoffs. So we will see how this all plays out. We got one more week of regular season football this year, perhaps one more week for Ben Roethlisberger to uh, try to advance his name in the history books, as well as T.J. Watt. Of course, he's a sack and a half away from being the individual owner of the sacks in a season record. He's one behind Michael Strahan. Uh, before we sign out, of course, we like to, to plug our uh, platforms. Brian, I know there's uh, some slight changes coming to the podcast stuff. I don't know if uh, anything's been announced there, but if you, if you want to run through um, what uh, what the fans can expect currently, um, uh, I, I would love if you could uh, go through that. Well, if you notice, we're not taking breaks and we're not splitting the shows anymore. A lot of people... Uh... Um, I don't know whether they've noticed that or not. They noticed at the beginning, but we've been doing that for almost about two weeks now. And that's uh, so you were you're going to see, let's just put it this way, quality more quality than less quantity. You're still gonna we're still gonna be having three original shows every single day. And there's going to be a lot of content on those shows. Um, just me asked if 2 a.m. stories are gonna be back. Probably not. But I, uh, I'll i throw in 2 a.m. stories anytime I talk, anytime I'm on a show. So I'll, I'll throw in those stories about life in there, too, and, uh, and get off track and, and have fun with those, especially in the offseason. But we're going, to, we're going to continue to have quality programming and just stick with us. It is something that, uh, you know, when, when everybody up top, even higher than... Then uh, Jeff, Dave, myself, and everybody that uh, 
that is in charge of the programming here, even higher there, uh, they come up with an idea and we roll with that idea and we know that we're going to make it work, but you guys aren't going to miss a thing. Just make sure that you are always checking out, not just here on YouTube, but on Apple podcast, Google play, Spotify, luminary. I mean, it goes on and on. If it's something that broadcast a podcast, well, you could find us BTSC radio. Just look it up. It's going to be there and we are going to be here for you. So uh, just think of us as, uh, as the cast, the male cast of friends here um, with uh, Jeffrey Benedict's definitely your David Schwimmer there. And uh, so <laughs> now I'm trying to make him laugh, um, but basically sleep. Yeah, <laughs> basically, no, we're, we're going to have all of the shows that, that you love and more might pop up too, but three a day, three quality shows a day. You're going to love it. Hey, sounds like great stuff to me. I know my screen looks like Jeffrey is frozen. I don't know if he can hear me here. Um, if he has oh, that's anything what to was. plug <laughs> or, or is he actually asleep? Jeffrey, you there? I tell you what, I'll uh, plug for him. Let me plug go for it. From the cutting room floor is an amazing show. Um, when we came up with the idea for that, a lot of people were like, um, you're going to do a film study on audio? Jeffrey Benedict was the guy that could make it work. So definitely great job by him. Um, and all of our shows, uh, they're different. And when you check out those shows, you're going to know that it's going to be different than you're going to find anywhere else. From the cutting room floor to what Ian's talking about to the live mic and everything else in between. Some of those shows that you're used to, like Michael and Jeffrey, your show, um, the uh, Know Your Enemy, of course. There's not going to be enemies to know, but there's going to be prospects to know, right? Just like you did last year. Of course. So with that being said, check us out. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the last thing here, if, if you're uh, still watching, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com right now. You'll get some knee-jerk knee reactions to this game. You'll get highlights, uh, voting for who gets the, the Steelers game ball of the week this week. Uh, tomorrow, there'll be grades and reactions and social media. Of course, there's been so much stuff going on with the Steelers, uh, with Ben Roethlisberger's potentially, most likely, almost certainly, final uh, game at home as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you're going to want to check that out. So just click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and follow us uh, on Twitter at BT Steel Curtain. You'll find us on Facebook at Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, hey, for Brian Anthony Davis, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. You've been watching the Steelers post-game podcast show for Week 17's victory over the Cleveland Browns. One more game left this regular season. We will see you guys there. And uh, here we go, Steelers. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.